Wake up, buyer payer people. It's a beautiful day. Go grab yourself another cup of joe and say hello to Jim and Michelle Rhodes on the Buy Here, Pay Here morning show. Take it away, you two. Good morning. Hey. hey. Happy Monday. Happy Memorial Day. That's right. Um, yeah, it's a it's a federal holiday. Mm-hmm. I was watching some stuff on Facebook about um, who's going to be open, and most dealerships, it looks like, um, are closed oh, today. See, I didn't see anything yeah, well, that. at least, you know, someone asked who's going to be closed tomorrow, and it was like me, 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 me. Yeah. And, you know, it's for good reason. Um, uh, a lot of, I, I watched people kind of weigh in on, um, I'm a vet and I'm going to be out and um, visiting some of the, the gravesites for family members that are vets. And I just wanted to, uh, um, my dad was a vet. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, I just thank him for yeah. wherever he is listening. Mm-hmm. Um, my pop passed away not yeah, in March of 2022. Mm-hmm. And um, so looking forward to going out and, and uh, yeah, just of spending a couple of quiet minutes. Yeah, that, yeah. Was a, that was a big thing. Honor Guard was part of uh, mm-hmm. you know, how he uh, gave his time yeah. in the last few years of his life. And so yeah. that's an important thing. Well, to- speaking of Honor Guard, my grandfather actually served in World War II. He was on um, one of the... Uh, one of the battleships, I think it was, um, and the Pacific. And he didn't ever have the opportunity to have a military, um, what do you call it? Uh, where they, uh, they do the, the, the gun salute and the flag and all of that. He never did. So my dad, the last few years that he was alive, um, was very active with a, um, a group of men that, um, that would do military honors for, uh, vets that uh, had passed away. And so my dad um, arranged to do that military honors um, ceremony for my grandfather, probably, oh, 20 years after he had passed because he never did. And it was really pretty, pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, it was yeah. privileged to be there. I was glad to be mm-hmm. a part of that. So yeah, that was um, really a, a nice, um, you know, a nice opportunity to give respect to uh Someone uh, who'd passed, and uh, so yeah, it was nice. Yeah. Hey, there's Joe Powell in Oklahoma. Yeah. Good morning, Joe. Hope yeah. you've dodged the tornadoes so far oh, this yeah. year. That's the tornado country where he is. So, mm-hmm. so, so um, what do we got? We got uh, a couple of quick announcements. We got Tommy Brandis, the uh, Pennsylvania dealer who I'm created the BHPH Success Group, and mm-hmm. known by many. He will be with us on uh, Wednesday, which uh, again marks his. Uh, 31st anniversary on June 1st, so we'll mm-hmm. um, we'll have an opportunity to talk about that. And I'll just tell people, I really am looking forward to talking to Tommy about, you know, Tommy talks a lot about the creative relationship thing. Mm-hmm. He talks a lot about how, you know, collections is more important than underwriting. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we want to dig into that. And I look forward to talking to him about, I want him to take us into specifics about how does he create a relationship? Like mm-hmm. if I'm a customer at his dealership in Pennsylvania. What is that experience like? I want him to walk us through as much of that as yeah, you can. I, so. I know what I see on social, which yeah. I've, you know, encouraged people to to watch what he does on social. Yeah. Um, so it kind of gives people an idea of, um, 
you know, most of his posts when someone buys a car mm -hmm. is story is it, it's told in the in the form of a story sure. about who the person is, what their experience was like, you know, um, mm -hmm. trying to find a car, all that kind of stuff. So and Tommy's a little like I am on mm -hmm. the. You know, I always refer to myself as an unapologetic fundamentalist. Mm -hmm. Like we, we believe in the fundamentals. Well, you of both came and from the same school. Yeah. And yeah. when you see the stuff still work mm -hmm. these years later, then you just yeah. know the fundamentals are the fundamentals. You shouldn't abandon them. Yeah. So uh, then June 22nd, I make a note that um, we will be speaking at NIEDA. Mm -hmm. We will also be broadcasting live on the 22nd. That's yes. the last day. Yeah. Uh, it'll be the first session of the morning on, uh, I think that's a Thursday. But anyway, look up yeah. June 22nd. Yeah, if, so you're if you're all going to be the, there. Yeah. If you're at the thing, please mm -hmm. come and sit and be a part of our uh, our audience. Yeah. We're going to talk about strategic planning yeah. for buy here, pay here. And we will for sure on that Wednesday be broadcasting from our podcast booth. Um, on the Monday, that's the day we get checked in and and all of that. So we will probably be broadcasting from a, a hotel room or something like that yeah. well, on we'll Monday. We'll be broadcasting quite a bit live we'll throughout the thing. Quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so it'll be an interesting thing yeah. and recording some stuff. So we'll be reaching out yeah. to folks. Did I did I say Mark for Colder? Yes, I did say Mark that. and and Hugo. Hugo? Yes, yeah, and good. then yeah, we'll be having them on the show here pretty soon too. Yeah. Um, hopefully. Right. Yeah, we haven't we haven't talked to them about. If hey, come rolling. on, be on the uh, yeah. on the morning show. Yeah. Yeah. Just as a little bit of a teaser for what we're going to be talking about. Yeah, for too. sure. Trying yeah. to make that happen. So yeah, let's uh, um, let's jump so, into our topic. Yeah, we were we were discussing. You know, we had one more uh, one more episode other than Tommy that we just like. What do we want to talk about? And so um, we just you know we thought it's probably a good idea to do a, a high level overcap of, of a lot of the things and then maybe touch on a couple of little things. Yeah, and I would say yeah. that this particular um, it's just folks who are tuning in don't realize mm -hmm. we've done collections throughout the month of May. Mm -hmm. So there are several topics, and and I want to recap for folks what we covered in those uh, sessions. And there are a couple of things that we mm -hmm. probably could expand on today that we didn't cover yeah. uh, in much depth uh, at the time. And then uh, a couple of things that we just never really got to. We'd hope to find somebody to come and talk to us about day-to-day -day account management. Uh, but we have- <laughs> I think a lot of people are camera well. shy that Maybe. are uh, collections managers. <laughs> but uh, we couldn't get anybody uh, in time to uh, yeah. to get this done in the month of May. So we'll, we'll just cover some of that mm -hmm. today as well. And uh, kind of let me just mm -hmm. kind of run through the recap. I got the, the posted posted up on the wall mm -hmm. there. So, you know, we started out by just talking about how to set up customers for success. And mm -hmm. that's really about the closing, right? Mm -hmm. The actual closing and the also the structure. Too. Well, but also yeah. I'm just saying, how do you, a big part of collections is just getting the deal structured right to begin with, mm -hmm. you know, having the, the, the thing set up in a way that the customer will have a chance to be successful. And then, we moved into removing the ignorance filter, which is really more like that handoff part where we're saying that was kind of, we recommended mm -hmm. short videos yeah. after delivery to kind of help, you know, mm -hmm. we're basically, you know, to, to educate folks. And, and I always say remove the ignorance factor. It's just, you know, it's, it's a way to make sure people that you, we as collectors or enforcers or dealers can be sure that the customer mm -hmm. heard the stuff that you wanted them to hear. Yeah. So whatever the us. things are that you just really want to make sure that you drill in, um, it's a great idea to do those short little videos that you can send out via mm -hmm. text message or email over the course of the week after sure. they purchase. Yeah, yeah. And that way you can feel like you're acting from a place of, it's not that the customer didn't know mm -hmm. it's that the customer chose mm -hmm something else mm -hmm. and that lets us 
uh, enforce accordingly. You mm-hmm. know, it's just when yeah. we can make sure that the customer heard and understood all the things. And, and so that's kind of what we were doing with that. And then we moved into tone setting, which is mm-hmm. really just was about early accountability, the real, the importance of early enforcement in the contract and especially in, whatever kind of enforcement action we might take or how we might handle the situation the first time the customer is asking for an extension or is just didn't pay as expected. So we talked about how Mm -hmm. to hold the customer accountable, even if that's 10 payments in 20 payments Mm -hmm. in. So there's, there's both the enforcement and the handling of the first few payments. And then there's the first time it's delinquent. Then we moved into the subject of kindness like using yeah. kindness in collections and yeah. is that a sign of weakness? So uh, that's one of my favorite topics mm-hmm. that we did this month. Mm-hmm. Like it was, a, I think it was um, appropriate thing for dealers to contemplate. And of course, you know, you and I over here, we're coming from a standpoint of a philosophy or an ideology that is mm-hmm. kind of forms that fundamentals that we're talking about. Uh-huh. So we have some fundamental beliefs that we recommend um, not everybody's going to subscribe kindness, to those empathy, things. Kindness is certainly part of it. Yeah. So it's about playing a long game, right? And buy here, mm-hmm. pay here, and collections is mm-hmm. the longest part of mm-hmm. that whole thing. So it's like we, to understand the kindness element and how it factors in and, 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 you know, it's one thing to be kind. It's another thing to be kind and have it show results in your business. And it doesn't mean kindness does not mean that you can't be firm. Right. It just means that you're kind. Sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we talked about that and, and just broke down the thing about, you know, is it, is it really translated into weakness? And uh, mm-hmm. so, you know, we had uh, Jonathan Hargi on for that episode, I remember. And then we moved into saving more accounts, you know, say, avoiding repos. That and we had was Bill Elizondo. Bill Elizondo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we talked about the right time to order repossession. And I think in that one, we talked about a lot about when, when you shouldn't repossess. Like we talked about the circumstances under which you should not take repossession action if these things, but we didn't talk a lot about what is mm-hmm. the the basis for repossession. So we can cover that as we wrap up here and, and kind of go back and recap. Then um, why customers lie and hide. We talked about that one, why mm-hmm. understanding, you know, what it is that they do. And it's, then, you know, it's interesting how uh, on that lie and hide one, mm-hmm. um, there are, um, there's a difference in an attitude towards knowing that um, and holding that against them. Um, because I've, I've witnessed people like anything that comes out of their mouth is a lie. They're mm-hmm. liars. And, and it's like some hostility and unkindness towards the fact that, yes, customers do lie and hide. And it's like we're in a business where that is a reality because, you know, when people – you know, you think about when you were a child or when you were raising your children or, or um, you know, they talk like, uh, what is a white lie? What's a gray lie? What's a, you know, black lie? But if people feel like they're going to get in trouble or have some kind of, um, uh, uh, yeah, fallback from what their circumstances are, they're going to try to paint their circumstances or like whatever in a light that will keep them from getting into trouble. Yeah. And I think the other part for me yeah. is why did the customer feel like they needed to lie? And so mm-hmm. that's goes back to the communication thing Yeah, it does. because I feel like had we communicated well mm-hmm. to that consumer, they would know that that's not necessary. Like yeah. it's about 
going back to that relationship thing. Like mm-hmm. if we have the relationship mm-hmm. and that we've created that open door, but sort that of usually doesn't happen from the moment you close. That's mm-hmm. just from what they've experienced from you as, as you're going along that it's like, you know, just let us know what's, what's happening. And, and we're, we're good. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And then we moved into collection phone calls with Maggie. With Maggie Maggie yeah. Bogesic was yeah. our guest from CNM coaching. And then we talked about the top two things that we said are the ways to know when your collection department is really yeah, performing that well. One, actually, it's been interesting. We've gone back and looked. That's one, one of the higher uh, watched of the series yeah. is because we talked about numbers and we talked about what, um, what uh, collection efficiency, um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, at what, what are, what are the, um, the percentages and things that you should be aiming for and, you know, how to measure how effective you are with collections. Mm-hmm. And that, like I said, that's been a pretty, it did not doesn't surprise me as much in that, um, we, you know, we obviously talked to a lot of people who are struggling to figure mm-hmm. out their numbers and know what numbers to look at. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I was interested to see that a number of people tuned in and then we touched, we went to why all the friction in buy here, mm-hmm. pay like where's why all the drama, why the conflict between dealers and consumers. And so we try to drill into that a little bit mm-hmm. on that episode. And I felt like we, we reached some stuff that should be helpful to folks. And then we talked about the stresses of buy here, pay here dealers. That was a good one. Yeah. To, um, I, with Brent Carmichael. Yeah. Right? And so, it was, you know, uh, dealers, because we're feeling stress from our borrowing base and um, keeping in covenants and all of that, if we have debt, then that stress can just be transferred to your collection department because it's like, we have to collect, we have to keep these, these pay, these uh, accounts active and collecting because I'll be out of compliance. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think um, one of the things that we, we wanted to kind of touch on there and, and a lot, you can hear that a lot of what Michelle and I bring and obviously through our white hat Wednesdays and what we've pledged to, to bring to the industry in terms of this white hat way, way of thinking it's like, you know, you, you start to recognize the importance of intersecting whatever's going to be your business approach, your philosophy, your ideology, when you bring that, because it's hard to write philosophy. It's hard to write policy, rather, without factoring in. Years ago, I wrote an article called The Third P, really talking about philosophy mm-hmm. and how it's important. You know, so, but there's also culture, right? So it's like... All these things can be woven together, but for us to just sit down and write a set of policies and procedures without considering our own philosophies, our approach, and, mm-hmm. and the strategy, the desire, and, and you and I end up asking dealers to think about it in terms of, you know, mm-hmm. well, how do you want to be known and perceived in your community mm-hmm. is, is a lot of what we would formulate as philosophy or ideology. Yeah. And now, now you can start to draft your philosophies or your policies accordingly. And I just think this is important, especially coming off the heels of our conversation about borrowing base and the stresses. Mm-hmm. It's like we're we're advising dealers on how to have, based on our experience, what is the way to have the most success at getting the customers to pay, keep paying, stay in yeah. the car, make it to the end of the contract. That's our that's our strategy in coaching. Mm-hmm. So that's pressure that's from the borrowing base. Like we're just, that's a, that's an external pressure. We're just trying to advise dealers on how to manage the account. And while we understand that allowing a customer to come, become more than 30 days past due 
might affect you financially because it becomes ineligible on a borrowing base. In reality, we're just trying to teach dealers, look, we can't, we can't allow for that with every dealer. Everybody's not all, not all dealers have a, a line of credit and borrowing base. Not all dealers use the same philosophy. We're just suggesting that when you craft policies uh, and to extent procedures that they tie back to these things, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So it's like, how do yeah. we do that? And so we just know that the philosophy part of it is really important. And we think it's, it really should be a, the core of what you do. Yeah. Well, it's, and like you, you've, we've mentioned many times before is when we're working with new clients and they're like, well, what should I have my interest rate at? What should I, da, 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 da. that we go back to, well, how do you want to be known in your community? Um, because a lot of these different straight line kind of questions should go through the filter of how do I want to be known in my community? What's that philosophy? What is it? What is it that my philosophy with my interaction with my, with my, um, my community and my, my customers, um, what does that look like? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, just act accordingly. Um, it's, it's, we still have, um, we've been wanting to do some, some numbers on, you know, if you went max rate, what does that really mean? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, does it does it does it hurt you mm-hmm. to go less than max rate? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. These are all things that we can break down, but I think it, you know, for the month of May, we just try to focus on the collection side of it. Like once mm-hmm. the customer's already in the car, regardless mm-hmm. of how you structured it, regardless yeah, yeah, of yeah. whether there's a line of credit, whatever. It's like, like what do we? Because we can't change our policy in terms of pricing, you know, with this yeah. particular customer, their payment set mm-hmm. where it is and the, ter- the deal structure has already been established. So we're just trying to help dealers have success in collecting those accounts. And one of the things, you know, when you just look back at the whole subject of collections, I think, and I've always said this, like one of the things that is challenging for collection supervisors and, and they really need to work with the dealer to create policies that reflect this thing because the challenge for collection supervisors is knowing we, we ask them to be flexible mm-hmm. then the challenging thing becomes well how flexible is too flexible mm-hmm. right so how do you how do you make that call what does that line look like and so i think that's important to draft policies that uh, give collectors and collection supervisors that wiggle room that they need doesn't mean they won't still step yeah. out of a boundary and need uh, you know consent from somebody a, general manager or dealer principal, but mm-hmm. it's like, well, let's craft policies that allow them that ability to be flexible with customers who earn it. Yeah. You know, they need, the customer needs to do their part to earn that cooperation and flexibility. Mm-hmm. And then when they do that, then we can, we can have a way to move forward because I think this is, this is the thing, just the enforcement and accountability thing is like, it, it is possible to do that with a smile on her face. So mm-hmm. When I look back at all the subjects that we talked about in terms of collections, our general approach is going to be, yes, we're going to absolutely enforce what is the understanding. And we're going to have a very specific practice in place for when we are going to have flexibility and cooperation when the customer earns it. We've got a very clear way that we do that. Mm-hmm. And so that we're able to maintain consistency because you know, kind of a dramatic way to say this used to be, I used to find myself with certain teams that I was overseeing, managing, or even in my own dealership, I would sometimes find myself having to say, look, if we can't get 
these accounts managed well, or if the if or more importantly, if the customer's signature on a piece of paper means nothing, then I don't know that I want to be in this business. Mm-hmm. If the customers that we're working with, if we can't get them to sign something and honor what they've signed, then it's like how do we um, how do we expect to have any success, right? So so hey. Bill. Thank you. Just, some people take flowers on Memorial Day. I just wore my flowers. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, no, thank you. Um, I just think that's part of it. Like when I look at it all, it's like that's mm-hmm. the challenge and you want to write your policies accordingly so you can be flexible, mm-hmm. still hold folks accountable. They're still. And so this whole thing about, you know, I, the article I wrote years ago and used to write and tell them my collection materials was, you know, Friday means Friday. Unless we have an understanding to the contrary, that is our understanding Right. Uh-huh. And so we, we, we're going to hold to that. And now it's just a question of, you know, we can do it with a smile on our face. Yeah. We, we just, because the other thing I want to talk about in, in terms of account management, we didn't get, um, you know, collector collection supervisor here to talk about that. We've seen some very good collectors managing mm-hmm. some, some teams of, you know, six, eight, right. I've been in operations mm-hmm. where people were managing teams of 12, 14 collectors. Mm-hmm. And when you see that, you see it work well, you know, that's a nice thing to, to, you know, follow. We've seen it work poorly, mm-hmm. but I think the thing that I would ask everyone to contemplate in terms of how they manage their portfolios is we see that often that's the, generally the practice in the industry for, if you have three collectors, as an example, you're going to a place with a thousand accounts or something, you got three full-time collectors that you, the question becomes, how do you divide up that list? who gets what typically the thing we mm-hmm. see most often is it's divided alphabetically, mm-hmm. which that means every cust every collector has responsibility and hopes some relationship with a certain category of the portfolio. Mm-hmm. One thing that I would add to that strategy in terms of when you just look at, again, backing up to the fundamentals, my suggestion would be, and they could still do that within these categorized or segmented portfolios, but it would be my preference that all collectors worked all accounts that were one to three days past due. So I'd be mm-hmm. interested in hearing from any of you who, you, you know, listen on the show, share with me what you think about that, because the, that's a, again, a very fundamental thing. Why is that so important? Well, it was said to me 20 plus years ago when I got in the business and I've just asked anybody, do we think this is still true? Mm-hmm. If a customer has a payment due on Friday, and it doesn't get made. And we understand ACH should auto draft, right? But if it doesn't get made, then by the time the customer goes to the lake over the weekend, goes to Walmart on Sunday, is the payment still available on Monday? Mm-hmm. So I would just say in this inflationary times, it's, it can only be more true than it was 20 plus years ago. So if that's true, it's just really important. I, I, I recommend a full court press sort of approach to getting into contact with all customers in that one to three day period. Mm-hmm. And so because the sooner we can reach them, one, they're not as likely to hide. So are you saying that having a, a team of collectors available to do that phone list on Saturday? Whatever. Yeah. It's pretty obviously important. a lot of payments come due on yeah. Friday. So yeah, mm-hmm. I'm just saying the entire team in my approach because for example if you have let's say one of your collectors is out sick on saturday does that mean that the whole list of you know r through z doesn't get worked Mm -hmm. you know 
So, so all those customers that, you know, a third of our customers who are one to three days late, aren't going to get worked until Monday or Tuesday or whatever. So it's like, whatever that approach is, I'm just saying, I'm always working with dealers and collectors to try to shorten the cycle. Why? Mm -hmm. Because the more time that passes from the, from if we're, if we're doing, especially if this is true with payday payments, right? So mm -hmm. if we're doing payday payments, we like bi-weekly, then the farther we get away from that paycheck, the deeper the hole becomes for the customer and the more time they're going to need to get caught back up. So in that way, I'm sort of doing the customer a favor. Uh, you know, we're all in this together anyway, but we're just trying to get the thing resolved before it becomes a bigger problem, which means the sooner I can reach the customer mm -hmm. and reach an understanding, the, the, the more shallow the hole is. <laughs> you follow that? It's like this, the earlier I can reach them, even if they can just pay a portion of the payment, that's, that's something that they're not going to have to dig out of a, on the next paycheck yeah. when they've got rent due yeah. and whatever else. It's like, it's, it's about urgency. It's about enforcement. It's about Friday is still our understanding, you know, we, and, but also there's a, there's something that happens here. The longer the customer sits past due, the more nervous they become, they know they're past due. Mm -hmm. They know they should talk to you. And so the more time that passes, the less they want to talk to us. Mm -hmm. And so this is why I kind of like, like the, the like press. the day after it's due, it's a good idea to. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, but I mean, you know, I think that we've talked before, um, there are different um, CRMs that allow you to send out blast texts. Mm -hmm. And so even to send out a text, the day that they're due. So sure. people aren't actually on the phone trying to call people, but just something that's auto generated Absolutely. on their due date that says, Hey, today is da, 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 da. click this link to make an easy payment. And I assume people have that. And we certainly and want to take near me has tools. done um, a lot yeah. of studies on that. And it's like a lot of times they just like, Oh, I forgot. Or, you know, Oh, sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, they're busy. Why would well, we yeah. think they don't have busy lives? So I, well, like, exactly. You know? So like yeah, they got yeah, stuff going I'm, on. And so obviously we got, and, and I and add to yeah. that, the whole survivor mentality that Tommy talks yeah. about. It's like they're, they're out there struggling. They're, mm -hmm. they're, they're having to kind of do the same thing, car, roof over the head, cell phone, all the same stuff we're doing. Mm -hmm. They're doing it with less income. So it's like, why would we, why would we be surprised they're busy and stressed and, and, mm -hmm. you know, probably going to forget about the car payment. Do we like ACA? Sure. It just causes us to lose a relationship or you lose contact with the customer. So I'm just simply saying ACH auto text, beautiful, but I still want to full court press every option available in the first, that one to three days, mm -hmm. reach them, get it while they'll still talk to us, you know, mm -hmm. and get a resolution. If, if it's a written resolution, if it's whatever, then, then we, we got a way to do that. But I think that's the part that I would be recommending. And this is true regardless of the size of the operation. Now, when you start getting into these bigger operations tend to work with C paper customers mm -hmm. or they're doing monthly payments. And so the approach might be completely different. Mm -hmm. So I get that. We've got people listening today, perhaps that are doing monthly payments and that, that approach would be a little different, but I still think you're talking about at the end of the day, a customer whose credit score is dinged because they have had a history of not managing their money very well. Mm -hmm. So unless you've somehow educated them and that's changed, Mm -hmm. then I think that these things are still true and it's mm -hmm. still important for us to act quickly and get a resolution. And, and that's all we're looking for. That's mm -hmm. all anybody should be looking for that, you know, has some, uh, we have an understanding. You haven't mm -hmm. honored the understanding. What do we need to do to get you back on track? Yeah. And, let's and I, I kind of like, um, what just this, something that came up to in my mind, um, that, 
if you do, you have ACH, I, I don't know. If, sorry, getting my, getting my mind all on one track. Um, that there's different things that, that we use utilities can be one. It can be, you know, just like different things that if you are on ACH that they give you a discount, it's like, you know, insurance sometimes will do that, all of that. So if you get on ACH, there is a discount. And, um, you know, I don't know how many dealers out there are offering that. If you go ACH, we'll, you know, we'll give you a discount of, you know, five or $10 mm -hmm. or whatever um, on your payment. But that's an easy way for if it doesn't go through, because those usually go through first thing in the morning on Friday, then those people that it didn't go through are one of your first people to call. Yeah. So I would say, you know, it's probably a decent place to wrap up for today. Yeah. We got Tommy again. I would ask everybody to <laughs> join in on Wednesday because we're going to have, um, I, I'm looking forward to an extended conversation with Tommy. I think we want to break down some of these things that yeah. we often talk about because we've got an opportunity as we wrap up the conversation around collections to, uh, to kind of, and by the way, we'll obviously be talking about collections plenty, you know, in the future yeah. episodes, we yeah. just know that that's, you know, we wanted to focus on it this month, but uh, yeah, with Tommy, I, I look forward to kind of drilling into this thing about how does it like, how does the interaction look in your mm -hmm. business? Like what, because here's, here's what you got with Tommy. Is Tommy the largest dealership in the country? No, he's been in business 30 plus years and he's got customers that have been with him for decades. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the part that we need folks to understand is if you're, if you're not seeing that, if you're not seeing customers repeat and refer if you've been open long enough to have repeats and referrals yeah and you're not seeing you're that not then seeing let's it. break yeah. that down let's understand why and let's let's try to help dealers mm -hmm. figure out you know because i want people to be able to understand what is the what is the fundamental thing that that tommy and i came from that you know let's let's just determine yeah. is it still valid or not yeah we think it's still valid and uh, so it's like we just want to share mm -hmm. You know, we'll talk to Tommy about that old thing with with football and blocking and tackling. Well, and, so. and it's it just makes sense that you'd want um, customers to come more from repeats and referrals because when we talk about cost of acquisition, mm -hmm. how much does it cost you to get? And they talk about marketing, and it's typically for every deal sold, it's like around three hundred. Around three hundred dollars. Mm -hmm. um, imagine not having to have to spend that three hundred dollars. True. <laughs> or that you put that $300 into maintaining. And sure. um, yeah. Yeah. Like and there are other ways that dealers can acquire customers by, by besides yeah. advertising. But yeah, I think that's what we really wanted. And we also touched on in one of our episodes that mm -hmm. we feel like there's nothing that's going to have more of an impact on your re repeat and referral business than your relationship that your collections people have with the consumer. Mm -hmm. So is there a relationship at all? Does the cust does it feel purely transactional? And in which yeah. case, if I'm your customer, I have no real loyalty. I mean, it's just transactional. I bought a car, I've made my payments, and we have no relationship. So I'm my next car, I'll just choose, you know, whatever I like. But that's kind of what we're trying to touch on is mm -hmm. how do we and it's, we think it's especially true. We've got some bumpy, you know, months ahead of us for sure, maybe years. And so we just need to look at how do we make sure that we have our customers communicate with us because we we kind of brought the tone to this and i've used the language and i've seen others use the language is like there's not going to be anything that comes up i guess mm -hmm. this one really i've just been for me is something that i kind of adopted in my own approach with with working with customers is and we would try to have our managers bring the same tone to everything is there's not going to be anything that comes up for a customer during the time that they have the car financed with us that we can't work through mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if it's a you know, obviously 
bankruptcy, we can't, we're not allowed to talk to the customer, but besides that, we just, there's not going to be anything come up that we can't work out together. Mm -hmm. Mechanical problems, you know, death in the family, lost job, you, know, it, you name it. We can sit down and work it out together, but we got to stay in communication. And so I want to talk to Tommy about trust. We can mm -hmm. wrap that up and let's talk about how do we establish trust with our customers so that they would feel uh, comfortable in communicating with mm -hmm. us. And so this is why we think it's so important that the, all these philosophy things, right? This kind of this, these softer edges of the policy book is these, why we feel like these things are important. So I look forward to talking mm -hmm. to Tommy about that on uh, Wednesday. On Wednesday. And, and uh, yeah, so that'll be a white yeah. hat Wednesday, which by the way, that phrase came from Tommy. So he was yeah. the one who white suggested hat white hat I Wednesday. I mean, we'd, we'd already created the white hat way. Right. Said, um, about, white hat Wednesday? about a year before and, um, a little, yeah, a little more than a year before. And then, yeah. It was about this said, time a year ago. It was late May. Tommy was, was coming on May. June 1st. Like, and it was on a Wednesday. He's like, let's do a white hat Wednesday. So thank, you, you, Tommy. thank you, Tommy. Um, yeah, so. alrighty. And then, uh, just a little bit of a plug, uh, again, we are in August are going to be doing a, um, day event as um, like we've done ones in the past and it will be on um, deal structure and watch uh, for your email. Yeah. We're, we're the agenda is getting put together now and the, the people invited are, are, we're, we're starting to put together the faculty for that. Um, that's going to be uh, a really strong, solid uh, thing for most dealers to watch. Regardless Brent Carmichael of, yeah. is, um, mm -hmm. is going to co-moderate with me and we're digging into the numbers now and we're like, inviting people to bring data. And uh, so this, we're going yeah, to give you some really transparent data yes. on that day dealers. And so we're, we're definitely asking you to, to uh, make time to attend that. Of course you can catch it after, but you're yeah. going to want to be um, signed up for that in order to get yep. to that information. Absolutely. Yep. Alrighty. Um, anything else? Yeah. Like, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Like and channel. subscribe to the sake, YouTube channel. Why yes. are you not liking and subscribing <laughs> over there? Also, if uh, if there's anything we can do to help you, please feel free to reach out phone number. 903-816-0216. Call me, text me, send me funny pictures. Appropriate Not funny pictures. <laughs>